Hi, and welcome to OutTech Your Kids, a tech-positive podcast for the age of digital parenting. In 15 minutes or less each week, we'll give you the fast answers to all your burning tech questions. Hey, I'm Kristen Chase. And I'm Liz Gumbiner. We are the co-founders of CoolMomPicks.com and CoolMomTech.com. You may also know us as the hosts of the parenting podcast, Spawned. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to be answering the question, what are some of the tech tips that will help my kids with at-home learning this year? <laughs> Something that we all could use a little more of. Yes. Um, it's a question that we're seeing all over our social networks right now. You too, Kristen? Yes, absolutely. And we know that parents are wondering, how do we deal? And one way is with technology. Technology can help. And uh, we've got lots of answers that you may not have thought about, which we will talk about right after this. Thanks so much to our sponsor, Sophia Family. It's the first dedicated digital activity time manager built to work across all of your devices on and offline and can even track individual users on shared devices, all from a single app on your own phone or tablet. And get this, they're giving away a free Sophia Family digital activity time manager and a six-month subscription. And you know what? They already picked a winner. Her name is Jody G. And Liz, Go she Jody. is a Cool Mom Picks person. Yay! That's awesome. Isn't that awesome? Yes. yes. Congratulations, so- Jody. That's amazing. Yeah. So if you want to win one as well, go enter right now. Go to sophiafamily.com slash outtechyourkids. That's Sophia with an F and sign up. That's sophiafamily.com slash outtechyourkids. So, Kristen, let's just jump right in and talk about some tech tips to help us get our kids ready for at-home learning, whether you've just started like Kristen, whether you started a couple weeks ago, or whether like me in New York City, where eh, we've got a few weeks to go until we start. We've talked to our... uh, readers in the Outtech Your Kids Facebook community and to other friends. We've talked to each other. We've talked to other people we know who are muddling through this right now. And we got some great suggestions. Oh, I'm so excited to share these. I am in day three right now. It's a little tricky. I'm not going to lie. It's been a little difficult, but definitely these tech tips will help. I've tried a bunch of these already, and I can say it's made things go from I'm pulling out all of my hair to I'm just biting my nails. (laughs) (laughs) That's an improvement. It is. So listen, we all know that you want to check your Wi-Fi connection and you have good chairs things like that. So we're going to try to give you some tips that maybe you haven't thought about that you might go, whoa, that's a good idea. I hadn't considered that. So let's jump right in. The first thing, really important, check your internet speed and reach. So what you want to do is check your data plan, first of all, make sure you have all the data you need. Mm -hmm. But you want to use a site like speedtest.net or the app Speedtest, which is free or you can pay for no ads. Or there's also fast.com, which is actually powered by Netflix, Kristen. Did not know. And what you can do, you just log in and it shows you exactly what your megabit up and download rates are so that you know how fast your internet is and what your speeds are like. So ours, for example, we had about 150 megabits, which was fine in the spring until we all went online, including (laughs) my partner, John, who does a ton of very heavy computing work at home. And then when we had all four kids here, there were six of us online at one time and we knew we needed more. We upgraded to 400 megabits per month. 
And that's about $25 more a month. I know that's a lot, but for us, it was a a work necessity because we had six people at the time working. If you talk to your internet provider, you may be able to get a reasonable upgrade or a fee reduction. And you may not even need that many. Yes. So $150, $200, those are pretty good. So definitely make sure your internet speed is what you need so that you're not losing connections in the middle of calls. Yes, absolutely. And then let's talk about reach. And we have um, OutTech Your Kids member Deborah who mentioned that she's actually upgrading her old router to make sure her Wi-Fi has the reach around the house and that kids can move around where they need without losing connections. And I have a situation where I've got kids in the basement, I've got kids on the main floor and kids on the second floor, and we do have issues with Wi-Fi connections. So you can get extenders. There are all kinds of different things you can do. You know, I can't move my router. It's in the garage. It's a little tricky to do. So we do have a post up on Cool Mom Tech that's fantastic that really offers some smart ways, some parent-approved ways that we know that work that might work for you as well. So definitely check that out if you've got kids working in different areas of the house and you can't necessarily move your router. That's one of the benefits, I guess, of living in a New York City apartment is we don't have that much space to go to. Although I do know that in some parts of New York, like if you're in the Flatiron District, there are dead zones. And the further you get from your window, the less signal you get. So it's a really smart to just walk around room to room and make sure you get signal where your kids need it. Yes, absolutely. Another thing to think about is to make sure you have a good data backup system. And this one is one that I don't hear a lot of people talking about, but I think it's really smart. So, you know, whether that's a cloud account like iCloud, Google Drive, Amazon Drive, Dropbox, or even just like an actual second hard drive in your home, you know, make sure you've got something and also, you know, set your devices to automatic backups. Yes, you should have that anyway. minimizes the risk, right? Like kids losing important information, you losing important information, you know, they're working really hard. You're working really hard. The last thing you want to have happen is to lose everything that you've been working really hard on. And and think of how you would feel if you lost even the last set of photos you took of your kids. So having that automatic backup is smart, whether you're an adult or a student right now. Yes, indeed. And then listen, let's talk a little bit about charging. This is something yes. some of us do naturally and instinctively and some of us forget. Like me. <laughs> so listen, at night, before school starts, make sure all devices, laptops, tablets, phone are docked and charging. Hopefully that won't only keep your kids from like texting friends in the middle of the night, but it will stave off the actual school problems like uh, running out of juice in the middle of a call. So whether your kids are working entirely from home or maybe they're going to school as part of a hybrid learning model like uh, New York City is doing, it will really help to make sure all those devices are charged at the beginning of the day. And it also helps to shut down your devices at night, not just put your laptop to sleep. I admit I tend to do that. I just close the laptop. And I realize that when I turn it off and on again, yes. <laughs> as the IT crowd would tell you, it improves your computer performance. It improves speed. It solves a lot of problems. So you don't want to turn it off and on all day if your kids are no. kind of off and on between classes. They can just put it to sleep or hibernate, depending on what your, what your computer calls it. But uh, at night, once a day, just turn it off, turn it on again in the morning. It will help a lot. The other thing you want to look at, number four, is look at the lighting in your kids' workspaces. 
So make sure they're not backlit. And this is something, you know, we don't talk about a lot. And I think this is really good. If our kids are going to be on uh, Zoom calls, like my kids have to keep their cameras on all day during the classroom. It's really important that the teachers can see them and the other students can see them. Kristen, I kind of feel like if you're backlit, that's like being the kid like hiding in the back of the class with the hoodie on who slouches. That's really funny and very (laughs) true. That's a great point. And I am thinking about my own setup right now, which I am terribly backlit in my home office, but I don't really want to be seen on camera. So that's why. (laughs) We just need more mascara, but maybe your kids aren't yet mascara age, you know? So listen, you can also buy a cheap clip on ring light for a laptop if you don't want to like redo their lighting. And also, by the way, good for teens who care about good lighting. (laughs) So make sure that they can see and be seen. No, that's a great point. And then number five is headphones. Headphones are so important. Actually, the school that we're using this fall, they actually sent us headphones. We did a post on Cool Mom Tech about some great, comfortable headphones for kids. And the thing is, we've said this before we, when we talked about laptops on a previous episode. If you have to invest a little, this is a really great place to do it. Noise canceling is good for some parents. You know, others, Bluetooth wireless headphones. I think that it's an interesting thought if your kids have to get up and move around, right? So the idea of not being tethered to their computer. But the one thing that's really important is that you want headphones with a microphone. That is super important. Actually, Brandy, who is part of our OutTech Your Kids group on Facebook, mentioned that the kids who have those, they are being heard much better in the classroom. And in fact, the headphones we got from our school do have the little headphone. My kids look like little telephone operators. And when I say that they have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that Brandy suggested that she's using her Xbox or gaming headset, Very but smart. whatever right, works right. for you is totally fine. Even like if you have an iPhone and you have the little earbuds that come with the iPhone, you can get an adapter for your laptop and just use that. That works fine too. Perfect. No, that's a great idea. And for kids who are going into school, I want to talk mm-hmm. about protection for laptops. This is something we took care of this morning, Kristen. So We're being told that our kids need to bring their own laptops or a school-provided laptop back and forth every day that they're in school. So you want to make sure you have a good laptop case or protective sleeve or protective laptop backpack for your kids at the ready. Most of us with younger kids under high school age are not used to bringing laptops to school. It's going to be a little heavier. So also make sure your backpack that's made for carrying heavier weights, that it's cushioned at the straps, that it's good ergonomically. We don't want our kids having like back problems because your seven-year-old is hiking with your 2013 really heavy MacBook to school every day. Yeah, no, that's a really, really great point. Number seven is to check parental controls. And, you know, this might be a time to loosen them up. I don't know. I think we've all kind of locked them down a little bit when they've been on screen so much for personal time during these last few months. In the summer, things are more lax, you know, and you were like, okay, they're more lax in terms of their screen time, but you were tightening parental controls. So maybe the opposite is something to think about as your kids are in school. You know, if they've got to find things doing Google search or they've got to go onto YouTube and find educational videos and things are getting caught in the filters, that's really annoying. And Tracy, who's also in our OutTech Your Kids Facebook group, do you sense a theme here, listeners? There's a theme. (laughs) We get the best ideas from all of you, really. I know. 
but she said, if your child's teacher is using Google Classroom, which a lot of teachers are using, you can set up notifications as the parent or guardian. So you can actually go in and do that. And I wanted to just add another thing. If you're kind of working with your kids and looking at the parental controls, just take a minute and make sure all of the features on your laptop or computer are actually working. So for instance, my kids are using an HP laptop for school. I am a Mac person. They're using Studio. They're using Canvas. And I do not use either of those on an everyday basis. And I today, just today, I was trying to figure out why the camera wasn't working, how to take a photo using the webcam. I don't know how to do all those things on an HP computer. So it really will behoove you if your kids are starting school next week, take half an hour and just know the ins and outs of their specific computer so that you can help them better. Trust me when I say this. <laughs> that's an excellent point. That's really important. Yes. I mean, to just sit down and do it together. In fact, I think yes. that's going to be um, kind of the mantra for this year for parents, <sighs> Kristen, sit down yes. and do it together. Do it together. Ugh. All right. So okay. listen, for one more thing, I just wanted to throw out a few optional items as far as tech goes that you may want to consider. They may be worth the investment. I know money is tight for a lot of people right now, so you've got to kind of pick and choose what's important to you what's not, but let me just list a few things that might be worth looking into. One, which we keep hearing from so many parents, are blue light blocking glasses. I know, Kristen, you did a great post on Cool Mom Tech about that, about a whole bunch of brands that really work. I got a pair recently, and I see the difference. My eyes get kind of gummy and bleh by the end of the day. Yes, me too. So imagine our kids after hours and hours of being online. You might want to consider, there's a big investment, but a larger monitor instead of mm-hmm. a laptop screen, which can make a huge difference when you want it's a kid to feel like they're in amazing. a classroom environment. I was Liz. I'm I'm a tiny laptop person, and I remember the first time I worked on the huge IMAX screen, I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's so amazing!" It was like being in a movie theater. It really makes a difference. Very smart. But again, big investment. But I bet yes. there's like a lot of um, secondhand refurbished ones you can get for great deals right now, great as other point. people are upgrading. Also, yes. consider an external keyboard, which can be more ergonomic and better for your kids' wrists than a laptop keyboard. The ergonomic ones that are curved. Yes, and a mouse. Yes, and a mouse. Those yes. are those are much and better than trackpads if you're if you're using them more Ooh. than you normally are, which our kids will be doing. You might want to consider a surge protector. Now, a lot of people think you don't need one for laptops, but it can protect your device from power surges or lightning strikes. We've had a lot of those this summer. And it's 2020, so who knows what's coming? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I keep seeing things about like you're more likely to do X than get hit by lightning, and I'm like, I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of lightning these days. Weirder things have happened this year. So just do it. But listen, surge protector, not that expensive, especially compared to your laptop. I have one from Belkin. It's like $16.99 on Amazon right now. They start around maybe 15 bucks. So you can get a decent one. You want to look for a rating of 3000 joules and up for a laptop. That should be plenty to protect you. One more thing I want to suggest, you know, we're talking a lot about making good passwords. Maybe we should do a whole episode on that, Kristen. Yes. But I would suggest if you don't use a 1Password account, get one for you and then upgrade to a family plan, especially if you have older kids, because kids are going to be having a lot of passwords for a lot of different sites and apps that they're using for school right now. And I don't want them using 12345 for every single password. I know somebody suggested like making a phone number, their password so they can remember it. That's not bad. But like, 
passwords, especially that are reused, are very easily hacked by classmates. We've heard yes. a few horror Great stories. Point. Not too many, but a few of like kids getting into someone else's email through Google Classroom and sending out awful things to the class. So, you know, make sure your kids understand the importance of creating secure passwords and look into a one password account, which helps them remember it. No, that's a great point. And I guess I just want to end by saying this, right? Don't panic. (laughs) I'm with you. Don't panic. Don't panic. We are not all techies. We're not IT experts. And there will be problems. I mean, in the first three days of cyber schooling, I was on with tech support at least four times. I'm not kidding you. That's how many times I was on. It is okay. Here's the important thing. Try not to get frustrated Try not to get frustrated with your children, right? And help your kids go with the flow as best you can. We're all learning this together in one way or another, right? I don't like to say we're in the same boat because we're not, but we are all in the same storm. We're in different boats, same storm. Oh, look at you with the analogy. I like to say that. And you know what? Things will get better. And I kept trying to tell myself because the first two days for us were called onboarding days. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, is it going to be like this? And then just to remember, it's not. Your kids are fast learners. They're digital natives. They're going to get this quickly. Look at how well they did. They made it through the spring. Whatever well is for you, however you define the word well, they did it. That's all I have to I say. I like that. And as you wrote on our Instagram today, which I really liked, give yourself some grace, parents. Yes. Give yourself like a little leeway and be kind to yourself. You'll get through this. So try not to panic best you can and just know tomorrow's another day. So listen, before we sign off, we just want to make sure we tell you again about our fantastic launch sponsor, Sophia Family. It's the first ever dedicated digital activity time manager built to work across all your family's devices on and offline. And we know we will be using them all a lot more now than ever. Plus, you control it from an app on your own phone or tablet, which makes it really easy. And here's something exciting. They're giving one away, plus a six-month subscription. All you have to do is head over to their site and sign up. It's totally free. Not only will you be entered to win, you'll also get helpful weekly tech tips, kind of like what we're doing right here. So if you want a smart system that will really help you manage screen time for your family, head over to their site, sophiafamily.com. That's Sophia with an F, S-O-F-I-A, sophiafamily.com slash outtechyourkids and sign up today. Maybe you'll win. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of OutTech Your Kids. Huge thanks to our engineer, Georgina Hahn. And listen, if you like what we're talking about here and you want to learn more, you want to ask your own questions, you want us to say your name on the show like we did today, go to OutTech Your Kids community on Facebook. We ask lots of questions that we often put here on the podcast and vice versa. And you can subscribe to this podcast right on the app that you're listening on right now. This way you'll know every single week when we have a new episode and they're generally around only 15 minutes. It's pretty quick. Yeah, we went a little long today, but we had some important we did. to talk we about. We did. So we hope you'll forgive us for the extra <laughs> couple minutes. We'll give it back to you maybe next yeah, week. Exactly. <laughs> and hey, if you like what we're doing here and you've got a moment, leave us a five-star review. We really appreciate it. It helps other listeners like you find us, which is great for all of us. We're all in this together. Thanks so much for listening to OutTech Your Kids. This is Liz. And this is Kristen. Have a great day. Bye.